The other day I was meeting with a woman for work and before we started talking about numbers and ROIs, she turned to me, she leaned in and said, I have a question for you. How do you make friends at this age and stage of your life? And I looked at her and I wasn't quite sure what to say. And as I was pausing, she said, Melinda, you have a great community of women around you, but most women don't. We are lonely and don't know where to find safe, life-giving women to trust and be friends with. What is your best advice? And so, that's what this show is about today. It's for all the women who are asking that same question. And this conversation is about belonging and making friends right where you are, in the spaces that you inhabit, and in the spheres of influence that you have, whether among the most marginalized, in your neighborhood, at work, at church, in your clubs, at school, wherever you are. This show is about belonging and the need to be known, to be reminded that you matter and that you are loved. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season nine, episode number three. Scream. We're all together. <laughs> this is great. I love it, especially when the topic is about making friends and belonging. But before we get into it, I need to introduce familiar faces, new faces. Trifina Paramala Gagnon. Did it. Did it. You did Podcaster it. Yes. and speaker. Welcome. Welcome back. Tonight, Litchmore, registered psychotherapist and speaker. Welcome. Thank you. Cheryl Nemhard. I always do that. Nemhard, speaker, <laughs> author, and justice advocate. And our special guest, ladies, let's welcome her. Lots of hugs and love. Erin Oxford, executive director and pastor of the Dale Ministries. Welcome. So let's talk about this. So as you heard, I'm sitting with a woman, and it's a really serious work conversation about numbers. And then she goes, before we even start. Mm-hmm. How do you make friends? Yes. So let's talk about that. Let's first talk about what does it mean to belong? Like, why is this question being asked so much now, I've, I've noticed, with women mm-hmm. about belonging and making friends? Mm-hmm. Erin, let's just start with you, your thoughts. Oh, well, I notice all the time that there's a real epidemic of loneliness mm-hmm. that is going on. I work, my context is amongst people who understand poverty. Mm-hmm. And I always think that here in Canada, Uh, Poverty is very real. Um, There are a lot of resources as well. Um, But what sticks out most of the time is how lonely Mm -hmm. people are, that there's there's no uh, safeguard Mm -hmm. for people. And so that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting, the word safeguard, because I think that for me, that's belonging, right? Like, where can I show up and feel safe? Where can I show up and, like, be my vulnerable, authentic self? You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to even, like, like everything that I like. But I feel safe because yeah. I know that you see me as a person and you, you love me as a person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's beautiful. That's so funny. I love that because I was thinking about this sort of idea of belonging versus acceptance Mm -hmm. and this idea that, you know, we don't always have to accept each other's ideas and opinions, but you want a place where people welcome you as you are. You're fully seen, Mm -hmm. uh, flaws and all. Mm -hmm. And that's a very sacred space. Mm -hmm. And I find that as we get older, as our guards go up, as life gets in the way, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to almost let that guard down to let someone in and let 
let's be honest. Can we be real? Yes, we can. We've been burned along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So now that that wall's got a couple of moats and dragons and that tower got higher. (laughs) And it's going to take a little bit more. But um, I'm so excited that we can encourage people to try again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think the important characteristic that separates belonging from friendship is that like you're part of a group. Mm -hmm. And so belonging is like when you're part of a group with like shared ideals, shared goals, like you're working towards something collectively. Mm -hmm. And that actually is a safeguard. So safeguard Mm -hmm. is a great word because it's like a protective measure Mm -hmm. from the pains and harshness of like everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, I like those definitions. I think I agree with that. Belonging really seems deep, intimate, vulnerable, and authentic. Which when I say those words, I know a lot of people are like, the things that I don't like. And you know, I've been learning too this past year, like to be fully human, Mm. to become human is actually to be vulnerable. That's right. To be a good friend, to to find belonging, you actually have to be, now that's scary. Everyone's like, but I've risked that and I got burned and hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But I've said over and over, yeah, it's a risk. Yeah. Love and relationships are a risk, mm-hmm. but you do need to risk being vulnerable and open and authentic mm-hmm. with one another. Mm-hmm. So how do we make friends and find a safe and life-giving community? I know it's like the big question, but I mean, this is asked all the time. Now, I don't want it to be where we say, and everyone's like, check, check, I'll do exactly what tonight, Cheryl, Aaron, and Try do, because that doesn't work all the time. But in your own personal experiences, how have you made really safe, life-giving friendships and found a safe, life-giving community? Mm. Give us the advice. Give us your thoughts. Oh, it's, <laughs> I, it's a big one. I think number one, like you have to start with your proximity, those people that are in close proximity to you. So like your neighbors, you know, other moms in the schoolyard, people at church, people that you are already around. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we try to find like our best friends or like the most intimate relationships, but like we don't have to do that. Even if it's like someone that's an acquaintance or someone that's just a, re- a relationship that's shared in a certain space, like that's okay and that's still meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to look within our closest proximity and start there. I love that. I'm I'm very much in a season right now where everything is hyper-local. Like, I love my people that are all over the place, but the people that are in those 10-minute radius, that's what I have the capacity for. And I was reading a study recently, and it talked about the importance of weak connections and how actually you can have a meaningful conversation or know you have great best friends, but the person who smiles at you at the grocery store actually has the greatest amount of impact on how you feel in the day, right? Hmm. So the, the people, like your neighbors, the people that are local, I'm very much that way. I'm like, I... I'm going to the the grocery store, I'll text my neighbors. I'm like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need anything or do you want to come? Like, that's what I have the capacity Mm -hmm. for right now. I can bring you along in my life or I can serve you in just what I'm naturally doing. Um, But that's how I can right now make connections. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I think that practicing presence is something I talk a lot about. That's good. Mm -hmm. Practicing presence in within that proximity that we have is really powerful. And so it takes time, right, Mm -hmm. to make friends. But if you are walking the same streets, if you are going to the same grocery stores, all of those things, you get to notice the people that are around you. And slowly that builds connection. Mm -hmm. And then you can keep building that and it develops friendship. How do you stay present? I think that's a good, like, practicing, like, presence, because mm. we're so busy, yeah. mm. and we want to move very quickly because we have things to do, Erin. We've got places to go, <laughs> yes. <All right>. things <laughs> to achieve. Yes. Um, so how, how would you do that? Because I think that's, that is one of the keys of mm. really finding friends and finding a place of belonging. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it's easy. Mm -hmm. I'll start by saying that. Yeah. But I do think there's something to being present to where your feet are. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so whatever you're doing in that moment, wherever you find yourself, if you can have your mm -hmm. eyes open, your ears open, your heart open to whoever it is mm -hmm. um, that is in front of you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that it ends up being a long conversation even, right? But mm -hmm. if you hold that posture, mm -hmm. maybe I'll say, it makes a difference. And so even if you have to get somewhere, if you're able to look at somebody in the eye yeah. and say, I see you, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and hello, mm -hmm. <laughs> my name is whatever. Yeah, that's it, good. It helps. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, two, so two things came for me. Um, I thought number one, for someone who is maybe is not finding friendship in their close. I love that close proximity in their local neighborhoods. I I find that. Uh, having just a shared interest, mm -hmm. um, even if you go somewhere, a mm -hmm. conference or an event, and you're, you're, you're passionate about something, someone that has that sort of liked shared interest, that's a really good place to start. Mm -hmm. We are both passionate about justice or children or poverty or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Beautiful connecting point. But then the, I think the thing too for me is how, I was asking, how do we sustain these things? Like, yes. you know, I know we're going there, but I thought, okay, I, I find safe and life-giving friends because I have purpose myself to be a safe and life-giving person. And I think we create uh, we create and sustain what we curate ourselves. Mm -hmm. so. That's, good. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. When people ask me, I always say there's great intentionality. Mm -hmm. You cannot just have belonging and community friendship with just like, I want a friend, and right. then not invest, not spend the time. So I, I am quite intentional. Mm -hmm. And there is, you know, people go, how can you manage all the friendships you have? And I have actually done it in this, this way. I actually, it's, it's the fours. So I invite me and three other women usually that are connected by work or um, shared passions. And then I meet with them monthly. And not to say that I'm not like one-on-one because -on -one I can text and call. But what, what that does is it allows a very like um, specific focus group of women who have the same, mm -hmm. you know, passions. And also I don't have to carry the burdens and emotion alone. So if there's a prayer need, if there's something that's going on, I've got two other women that are there to help provide, you know, space and comfort and listening and understanding. And so I've actually shared that and I've actually, a number of my girlfriends have come back and yeah. said, that actually works. Now, not to say I love one-on-ones, but it does work where it's like the fours. And yeah. so I've been doing that for years. I've been doing fours. It's easy to meet. I mean, sometimes the scheduling is always, everyone's like, how do you do scheduling? And sometimes it's like, you know, the third Thursday of every month and we just lock that off. And so there, that's the intentionality part about yeah. making friends and, and, and sustaining it is being really intentional about your time, yeah. the people, and then being committed to it. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big thing. Now, granted, there's been times where I've had groups and after two years, it changes and yeah. it's not the same anymore. But yeah. I think intentionality is really, really key. Okay. And that. I, I love that you even talk about how the, like, the friendships may change. I think there needs to be so much grace for that as women are mm -hmm. seasons of life shift yeah. often. And to be able, and I think I had this belief where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have one best friend from the time I'm in kindergarten and we're going to go <laughs> through life. Yeah. And it has shifted often and to be okay with those seasons. And also I've had to realize in this season of life, life has felt like a lot. So to say to some of my girlfriends, hey, it's a lot and I may not be the best friend right now, right. but like clear is kind, right? So just the, even the intentionality mm -hmm. of just laying 
laying it all out there and being really honest about mm. it. I also think with intentionality, one of the things that I feel like has worked really well for me is asking questions. I think as you talk about holding space for people, yeah. people love to talk about themselves. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing. Really? If you ask somebody a question, yeah. you're showing that you're, like, you're seeing them, you're mm. hearing what they're saying, you ask a thoughtful question back. And often, not always, you'll get a question back mm -hmm. and you get to continue like this vulnerable dialogue. Yeah. I've made a lot of beautiful relationships in like the school pickup line just because I've taken time to be like, mm -hmm. oh, whatever the question is, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think there's little things that we can practice that yeah. really help. For sure. Yeah, it's good. You know, Cheryl, you mentioned before like to make friends, you need to be a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to hear about that a little bit. Like, what does that mean for you? What does a good friend are you a good friend? <laughs> like, do you feel you guys are good friends? Am I a good friend? I mean, let's, I think it's a good moment to say, to, you know, to make good friends, you need to be a good friend. Yeah. You know, to, to have a community and safety, you need to be intentional about being a part of it. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, is that hard to do in your own personal experiences? And what does it mean to be a good friend? I think, Erin, it might be, you're looking at me like, ah, ah. <laughs> I knew she was looking at me. <laughs> yeah, Erin, yeah. help us. Oh. Well, I would say that I'm an aspiring good friend. Oh, that's Because I want to be a good friend. Yeah. I don't know that I can say I always am. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that a big piece of it for me is being willing to show up as my full self. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm willing to share with somebody how I am, the things that I struggle with, and also the joys and, um, and enjoy having fun with people, that friendship is about all of those things. Mm -hmm. And that when I practice it, to use that word again, that as you were talking about, people often mirror it back, yeah. Yeah. right? And so there is this reciprocity that is necessary, I think, mm -hmm. in friendship. It can't, it can't just be one way, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It's, or, I don't know what it is then. I mean, mm -hmm. I suppose it's being an acquaintance of somebody, mm -hmm. but friendship requires that we be present for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And showing up as your full self, yeah. which again yeah, is so, people are so afraid of that, yeah. but I think that's the thing. It's like, once you get past that, then that opens you up to possibilities of community, mm -hmm. belonging and friendship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who really taught me how to be a good friend. I made, I made friends with her a couple years ago and the vulnerability that she showed me was like unreal. Like mm -hmm. after we'd meet up, she would say, I love hanging out with you. Mm. I love spending time with you. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for opening up your home. And even when I would receive those text messages, I would feel uncomfortable because I'm like, well, it was too much vulnerability for me. But then I started practicing that with her and then that helped me practice that with other people. Mm. And I think that helped me become an aspiring good friend because I'm still an aspiring good friend. <laughs> but just taking notes of people that are good friends have been really helpful for me. Okay. That's so good. Yeah. Child, um, <laughs> I, this has been trial and error for me. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I had down was being a ride or die, uh, being authentic and 100% all the way real. 
but then I was a work, I still struggle with being a workaholic. You know that about me. And so I was just the busy friend, never there. And so presence was important to slow down, to actually be listening, because I'd be there and not there. Um, and grace. Can I just say grace really quickly? Because you may pour in and be a friend, and it may not always come back on the same, we have to talk about that, yeah. on yeah. the same levels, but just having grace that I'm, I'm not looking for that. I'm here to, you know, just be a good friend. So. Yeah. So grace. Hmm. It's hard. And then, like, I, I don't know, you talk about vulnerability, and I'm like, this is where I struggle, right? Or I'm like, oh, I have to show up and actually be honest about how things are going. I had a girlfriend um, in the spring where we hang out every now and then. We chill. We, like, sauna together. We, like, you know, do the fun stuff. And I showed up one evening, like, after the kids were in bed. I'm like, I just need to be honest with you and sit on your couch and cry. And I'm like, I don't want to. But... <laughs> It's what I need to do for you to know where I'm at. But mm -hmm. it's terrifying. Like, I had vulnerability hangover for weeks after that. It's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think, I think for me, yeah, it's not hard for me. I think mm -hmm. vulnerability is one thing that I, I can do, and I think I foster that. I mm -hmm. think I, uh, one of maybe the superpower yeah, is to definitely. create a, a space for people. And, and I'm, I'm very open to be vulnerable because I've seen the benefit of when I've been vulnerable, how that's opened up to other people. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, about to be a good friend is you invite people to parties. Yes. You invite people to things. Yeah. You gather and, and make up stuff, mm -hmm. committees, groups, anything, <laughs> to bring people together. Um, I think that's part of what I've been doing for a long time of my life, you know, and, and maybe that's little, I don't know if no. it's Filipino culture about parties and gathering, but even my parents said when I was young, I'd have a birthday party and there'd be like 35 kids and I'd be in kindergarten. My mom's like, so who are you going to invite? And I said, everybody. Like, what kind of question is that, mom? Everybody comes to the birthday party. Yeah. She's like, well, I was just thinking maybe four to six of your girlfriends. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Everybody comes. And so I think there's part of that. I mean, there is the part of intimate, safe people, it's a smaller group. But I also feel like as people are so lonely and need belonging, why not invite them? Why not invite people that are different than you yeah, that yeah. you might not usually invite them to your home or to a party? And I, yeah. think, I think that's part of, I think, to be a good friend for me is to be mindful. And I, I don't do it all the time. Sometimes I do miss, pe you know, miss people, but I try to. I try to remember, invite. Mm -hmm. And so I think yeah. that's, I think that's, Key. You do it really well, though. Really well. Even like you, d and the th beautiful thing about your parties is then I like I meet other people. Yeah. One of my favorite moments with you was getting dressed together yeah. for one of your parties, yeah. right? But it just like yeah. it fostered our friendship because we just did something together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, like I, I almost like your parties. I almost look at like networking events. Not really, <laughs> but it's like you know you're gonna meet all the most amazing people. Melinda literally told me that. I want you to come meet people. Come to my party. I like people to meet people. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen. Why do you think See Her Love also came together? Yeah. yeah. Like this whole yeah. show, really, let's just be honest. It's about just bringing girlfriends together <laughs> to hang out and chat, right? Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Addison Espilla, one of the content producers here at See Here Love. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to join our community called the See Here Lovelies. Here's how. Number one, sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every week, you'll get a personal note from Melinda with links to our shows, blogs, and resources, as well as inspirational content and a short devotional. You'll also be the first to know about upcoming events and giveaways. QR code is in the show description or sign up through our website at seeherelove.com and look for the newsletter icon. Number two, join us in studio and be part of our studio audience. Take a behind-the-scenes tour in our master control room, editing suites, and studio. You'll meet Melinda and the See Here Love co-hosts and guests. Email us at 
seeherlove at crossroads.ca for more info. And finally, number three, become a monthly partner. $25 or $50 a month will help us share our brave themes and conversations on television, here on podcasts, YouTube, video streaming, and on our social media platforms. We can't do See Here Love without donations and sponsorships, so please go to www.seeherlove.com slash donate and give your one-time or monthly donation today. Become a See Here Lovely and join our See Here Love community of belonging, vulnerable, and brave conversations. We are here for you. I love this conversation, but I also know that there is something biblical, scriptural Jesus about belonging and friendship mm-hmm. and community. And I know, Aaron, you brought a scripture which from 1 Peter 8.10. So I'd love for you to read that and just sort of share a little bit about why that scripture in the context of our theme today. Okay. Yeah, so it's actually from 1 Peter 4. Oh, I verses, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> oh. 8 through 10. 8 through 10, okay. Got it. <laughs> and it says, most of important, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Oh, it's good. So I thought about that verse because I think that it's this beautiful call to love. Yeah. It's a call to hospitality mm-hmm. and it's a call to reciprocity. Mm-hmm. So we all as people need to both give and receive. Mm-hmm. And so when we are inviting people in, mm-hmm. especially those we might not naturally mm-hmm. be drawn to, yeah. we need to make space mm-hmm. to both give and receive. Yeah. And that really develops friendship in my experience, mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah. I want to just land on that because you are working with vulnerable and marginalized people in every day. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine the sense of belonging community that's, that is needed and longed for in, in mm-hmm. what you do. Is it difficult for you or for, that, for you and for the community to create belonging? Because it, it, there's so many challenges in, in that space. Mm. Or is it easier? Hmm. Well, my, uh, my experience is that it's been easier. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because, so I say often that a lot of my friends in my community at the Dale wear their challenges very close to the surface in a way that they can't hide them even if they wanted to, and they often want to, but they can't. And what they do, though, um, in sharing all of that is invite me to do the same. And so it almost feels like I am given permission Mm -hmm. um, by much of the community to come again as my full self. I I don't mean that it's easy, Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that we are always trying to, like we're hosting a lot of parties, like (laughs) all the time, (laughs) sort of every day. my kind of place, yeah. Yeah, and we want people to feel safe to come We know we can't create a perfectly safe space, Mm -hmm. but we want to create as safe a space as possible. And as people feel more connected, as people feel like they belong, they actually want to protect that peace and that friendship and that sense of belonging together. Mm -hmm. And it sort of just has this ripple effect, right? I think that invites more and more people in. Mm. So yeah, I, I encourage 
people <laughs> to maybe step outside of their comfort zone and yeah. connect with people who they might not first identify as somebody who will be a future best friend, mm -hmm. um, but you could be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Diverse, yeah. Like this, like in, embrace the discomfort because it's yeah. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable bringing people together that you don't know will mesh, that you don't know will get along. It's uncomfortable getting to know someone and possibly being rejected. Um, but we have love from the Father, right? And, and mm -hmm. God is asking us, imploring that we do extend that love to other people. And so it's it's a command. It's not really an option. And I think mm -hmm. we. Well, at least I do take it as if it's an option. Yeah. So, right. Thanks for sharing that verse. So, like, radical welcome mm -hmm. is like the first step to foster belonging. Mm -hmm. Love this. Mm -hmm. And it looks less complicated than we've lied ourselves to believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as breaking bread, it's as simple as being safe, it's as, as simple as seeing fully and accepting fully. Mm -hmm. um, and so I encourage people that don't have maybe a lot of friends in their life to just welcome by just saying like, like, hey, coffee, come to my house. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing after? Mm -hmm. Just creating a space yeah. of welcome is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 I also think what's great too, again, is, you know, people are like, how can I make friends find friends? But the thing I have to say all the time is you need to put yourself out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, a lot of people won't come to you. Mm -hmm. You've got to risk to, you know, get out there. And, and it's gonna be uncomfortable. Like, they're like, should I join a club? Should I, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work, then try something else. Yeah. You know, try within your church community, in your neighborhood, volunteer, like yeah. get out there and meet people that are like-minded or maybe not. And that's gonna be like a healthy, robust mm -hmm. friendship and community. And so I say that all the time, making friends means, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be a good friend. You gotta get out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, any last thoughts? Uh, we can trust women. This is my soul <laughs> therapy right now. You! I needed it. I needed it. We I can trust it. women. We can trust yeah. women. I just want to say that because I yeah. feel like that's a, a wound that we gloss mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. And so there's a tenseness of like, how much can I share and vulnerability and all of that. But I think mm -hmm. that God, um, as, we, as we shed the layers, uh, it just gets mm -hmm. more beautiful and uh, real and authentic. I love that. You know, um, in every show, we always leave a question for the viewer. Um, and this comes from a lot of where we used to always tell people what to do, and now we're like, nope, you do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So our question for this week, what is the one person you can reach out to this week to let them know they are seen oh. and that they matter? The one person. Yeah. I also have a second question. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> what is one thing you can do this week to be a good friend? So that's the question you need to think about. That's the question our viewers and listeners to think about yeah. those two questions. Mm -hmm. Thank you. you got, that was good. Trust women, right? I think being an, we are aspiring friends, yeah. right? Yeah. We need to be present. Yeah. We need to be intentional. We need yeah. to throw more parties. Yes. You know? Radical welcome. Yes. Radical so welcome. Love I love that. Thank you, Aaron, for being with yeah. us and for the good work that you're yeah. doing at the Dale. Thank you, Cheryl, Shaifina, Sunait. So appreciate your thoughts about friendship. Um, and, and to our viewers and listeners, we want you to go to seeherlove.com. All the information about these amazing women who we can trust <laughs> and be friends with, all there. And, you know, I think it's, it's actually really hitting me. We can trust women. Mm -hmm. Let's go for it. Telling you. Right? Let's not close ourselves off. Let's go for it. And we're going to end the show with another one of our great girlfriends. Our co-host, Anu George Kenjanathopal, who does this call to do justice. And we're also going to show you how to join our See Here Love community and sign up for 
our weekly newsletter because listen, it's got all the information, it's got your beautiful faces, it's got all the ways that you can sign up for shows, for giveaways, for all kinds of things. So I absolutely say, please go to seeherlove.com. And again, always know that as you trust women, as you're a good friend, you are seen, heard, and deeply, deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us. Oh, so the other day, Justin and I were having lunch. By Justin, I mean Trudeau, as in the Prime Minister Trudeau. How's that for a name drop? My lunch with Justin was not precisely the other day. It was more like 12 years ago. And he was not yet the Prime Minister. He was just Justin. A bunch of us were gathered together to discuss work we had been doing in various places in the world. And then they served us lunch. I had not eaten all day and I was famished. I was also very self-conscious because I've been known to get food stuck in my teeth, spinach and lettuce being the worst culprits. This was a fancy kind of a lunch and I wanted to fit into this little community of uh, up and comers without the fear of embarrassing myself with green teeth. Well, that fear proved to be misplaced because when I sunk my teeth into that burger, they stayed there. All four of my front teeth fell out of my mouth and lodged into the bun in a cute little row of chiclets. It went bun, mayo, lettuce, meat, some cheese, and right on top, in a perfect line, four teeth. In a complete panic inside, but very calm on the outside, I gently extracted the teeth from the bun, covered my mouth with a napkin, and used sign language to excuse myself from the table. I then ran looking for the washroom. There I was, the weird, peculiar girl. Once more, the outsider who did not belong. Now, some of you are thinking, what toothpaste was she using for her front teeth to fall out like that? Great question to ask. The truth is, it was not the toothpaste that was a problem. It was violence. I was 23 when it first happened. I was violently attacked by a person who should have been able to protect me and keep me safe. I was still 23 when it happened again. This time, I was violently attacked in another city in another situation, this time by people I did not know. This time the attack was not just on my teeth. It led to me being incapacitated badly. Along with everything else, I lost that season. My four teeth were few of them. Paralyzed, no teeth, what a weird peculiar girl. Where does she belong? You see, I know what it feels like to be the odd one out, the one lacking community and the one not having a sense of belonging. Psalm 103 serves as a poignant reminder of our divine connection to God. Know that he, the Lord is God. He made us. We belong to him. The subsequent part of the verse reinforces this profound truth by stating, we are his people, the sheep of his own pasture. Thus, we are inextricably bound to God, created to be his own people. He remains our faithful shepherd watching over us. Thank you for listening to See, Hear, Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. We are able to do See, Hear, Love because of these generous sponsors, Tyndale University. Melinda and I are both Tyndale alumni. Tyndale is where you will experience high quality academics interwoven with faith and a community of students and faculty that challenges you to live authentically, to follow Christ and actively engage your culture. Visit www.tyndale.ca. The Canadian Bible Society champions the Bible as the voice of God, revealing Jesus Christ, the living word. Go to www.biblesociety.ca 
And finally, the International Justice Mission Canada rallies Canadians to the fight to end slavery and violence in our lifetime and prove that justice for the poor is unstoppable. Go to IJM.ca today. Please check out these amazing organizations who are doing life-transforming work and who we are proud to be partnered with.